Hi, everybody. This is Moshe Fried, and welcome to the very 140th episode of the Class Stars podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you about sustainable teaching practices. The big question is, how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day, and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question, and the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. When you think about the attributes of a great teacher, and you could think back, as we always do, to the great teachers that we've had, what are the words, what are the adjectives that come to mind? You know, dedicated, gave it all they got, hardworking, committed. These are all words that we think of when we think of great teachers that we've had, and very often when we want to be that great teacher for our students, those are the words that we think about. Now, here's the problem, okay? Sustainability is a big word today. You know, sustainable energy, sustainable, uh, you know, habits, sustainable lifestyle. We want to be sustainable. And hardworking, committed, dedicated, how do you balance that? How do you strike the balance between giving it all you got? That's not sustainable, Right, being hardworking. How do you sustain that? There needs to be a support beneath those words that hold that up. There needs to be a way to fuel the dedication, to fuel the um, hard work, the commitment. All of those words that are so important to us when we're on the receiving end of it. There needs to be a way to fuel that if we are on the giving end of it. Does that make sense? Right, because otherwise we find ourselves in an unsustainable situation because we can't keep giving all we got if we aren't getting something to fill that bucket, right? And that bucket example is the universal example. We've got a finite amount of resources, whether it's energy, attention, ability, whatever it might be, it's finite. And we can distribute it effectively we can put it all out there and we could sometimes push ourselves and realize that we have even more than we thought. But it's got to be sustainable. And what's really, really important is that we start this at the beginning of the year because hopefully you got some rest over the summer. Hopefully you're coming back refreshed. And I, and I know when I, you know, I say hopefully for a reason because I know there's so many teachers that didn't even get that. And that's... That's unfortunate and terrible, and my heart goes out to all of those who were not able to do that. And for you, this is even more important, okay? Even if you did get the rest, even if you are refreshed and energized, you need to start out the year keeping this idea in mind of sustainable teaching practices. You do want to give it all you got. You do want to be committed. You do want to be hardworking, but not in a way that's going to burn you out by November, Again, does that make sense? So, you know, it's a challenge because we want to be good. We want to be, we are, and we are naturally committed, hardworking, dedicated, and all that stuff. It is our natural way. But if we're not mindful of being sustainable, how do we do it? And then if we ever want to cut back, 
if we ever want to take some time for ourselves, there's that guilty feeling that we have on our own, right? And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And all you need is for a little bit of a hint of some administrator or parent to say, can't you just do X, Y, Z? Can't you just go a little bit out of your way without them, you know, with them not realizing how much you've already gone out of your way and how you're at your breaking point and this could be the final straw. So I want to suggest something and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And that is that when we think about sustainable teaching practices at the beginning of the year, we want to try to think of the most efficient way to get tasks done. Okay, there are jobs that need to be done. And this jobs to be done is a model that I've originally learned from Clayton Christensen, who was who passed away a number of years ago. And I believe it was a number of years ago. I get lost with my time sometimes. But he wrote some amazing books. One of is The Innovator's Dilemma. And he has this model of jobs to be done. And just to put it simply, they, um, they did a study. It was at McDonald's. And something with milkshakes, they were, you know, you can check it out. I'll, I'll put a link in the description so you can check out his talk on jobs to be done. And the idea is that a lot of people were buying milkshakes and they were trying to see who's buying these milkshakes. Why are people buying milkshakes? And so they observed the people coming into the store and buying the milkshakes. And after they bought a milkshake, they would go over to these people and ask them, you know, a couple of questions, you know, where were they coming from? What were they doing? You know, without saying, why are you buying a milkshake? Because people don't always realize why they're buying a milkshake. And what they realized was that most of the people that were buying milkshakes were getting into their car in the morning for a long drive. And they realized that the milkshake is the perfect companion for a long morning commute. Okay, if I'm getting it right, that's that that was basically the gist of it. And and this was a business model where we're always looking, you know, there are jobs that need to be done and we're looking just for the best way to do it. And so as a teacher, you want to think to yourself, what are the jobs that need to be done in my classroom on a daily basis? What are my short-term goals and long-term goals? And what is the most efficient way for me to get these jobs done? Okay, because if you're not going to think of it in the most efficient way, you're going to end up spending more energy that you ne- than you need. And that might be, you know, the difference between whether you're practicing sustainable teaching practices or not. Because ultimately, all you need is to be getting a little bit more back than what you're spending. Right. So if you have a business and you put ten dollars into your business and you take out eleven you have a business because you get a dollar back, okay? If you're taking out only 10, you're breaking even. But if you're taking out nine, you're out of business. You got to shut down because you're not going to get a good return, okay? Does that make sense? So we want to organize the jobs to be done in a way that is sustainable. And particularly when we're talking about classroom engagement, relationship building, and making sure that every child is seen and heard every day. Because if you're going to give a lot of attention to one student, it's going to come at the expense of another student. There are a lot of kids and everybody needs attention. And how do we do that in a sustainable way, right? And it's not just around those things. There are all kinds of chores and things that need to get done in a classroom. What is the most efficient way to do it? And I definitely would be remiss not to mention 
the book Teach Like a Champion by Doug Limov, where he goes through a lot of the housekeeping tasks that happen in a classroom, you know, distributing sheets, collecting assignments, you know, what, what, whatever, whatever else it might be, different things that need to get done. And what he suggests is that at the start of the year, you identify these things that need to get done periodically and you practice doing them efficiently. You actually tell your students, we're going to have a timer, we're going to have a stopwatch, and we're going to time ourselves to see how long does it take to distribute sheets to the entire class. And you mark that down. And then you do it again and you try to beat that time. And you keep practicing. You actually take some time out of the first few days or maybe you drag it out over a couple of weeks, but probably the sooner you do it, the better. And you learn to become super efficient on certain tasks. And this is, again, sustainable teaching practices because time is also a finite resource. There are only so many seconds in the period, in the class. So the the clock is ticking and every moment that you take advantage of, that you make the most of, is valuable. All you need to do is nothing for it not to be valuable. Okay? So... The idea here that I want you to think about, and again, I would love, love, love your feedback, so please send feedback, is to think about what are your teaching practices and are they sustainable? And can you make them sustainable? And can you make them more sustainable? Because if you can make one practice more sustainable, that frees up resources for you to be able to help other kids or more kids or to help those kids even more. You know, your resources are so valuable. Your time, your attention, everything is so valuable. So let's think about those teaching practices, sustainable teaching practices. And it's the beginning of the year. Let's start out at the beginning. Let's get this right from the start. And it will definitely help us through the long haul. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us. Visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a class stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.